let's go. We're back again. This time we are set sailing in the Titanic. Me and Rowan have booked our first class rooms. I'm in the lounge and he's currently in his room. So I'm not in my sail. room. No, I'm in the lounge. You're in the dining room. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm in the dining kid. room. <laughs> but, yeah, we set sailing from Southampton to New York. Hopefully, history doesn't repeat itself. Speaking about history, let's talk about the theories surrounding the real Titanic crash. So, I think the first one is... Crash. Yeah, crash. <laughs> We're going to crash? What are you on about? Yeah. Bro, yeah, I've spent just... I've spent eight hundred and seven quid on this ticket to get on first class, and this, you're telling me this is going to crash? Yes. You know. Get me out of here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it seems like one person knew about that the 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 boat was going to crash, according to theory. So let's straight let's dive straight into the man himself, J.P. Morgan. So, Rowan. What have you looked to? What have you looked at in terms of what this man? Why he decided to not enter the boat? <laughs> Did he know that he was going to crash? Possibly, possibly. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of anything. However, there's a, there's a lot of speculation around the fact that he was very much adamant that he wanted to create the Federal Bank Reserve at that time, and there was namely a lot of competitors surrounding him at the time who he wasn't very fond of because they didn't want him to start the federal reserve and it's a, it's a bit coincidental that jp morgan decided not to board the ship a few days before and namely so the main three people who were opposed to starting the federal bank reserve were three of the richest men in the world so you've got benjamin Guggenheim, you've got Isidore Strauss, who was actually the head of the Macy's department store, and John Jacob Astor, who was actually the wealthiest man in the world at the time. And all three of them were promised a luxurious trip on the Titanic, the RMS Titanic, to New York. And all of a sudden, their lives came to an end, a bitterly cold end, because Rose wouldn't let them on the wood she was sitting on, which is a bit rude, because there was definitely enough room there, like she, she, they definitely could have fit on with her, and then we wouldn't have had the Federal Bank Reserve currently. And yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a weird coincidence, a weird coincidence that them three happened to meet the demise a few days later. And yeah, there was no room for opposition because if you t if you take out the three most wealthy men in the country at the time and the, the largest amount of competition then it's, it's an easy way because you haven't got much resistance against your ideas or anything like that. So, yeah. And then we have the Federal Bank Reserve, which basically means that the United States of America became what it is today. It became more or less a business. It actually has its own business ID number, which I did not realise. The business ID number of the United States is 28 USC 3002.15, which is very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So that's just speculation. That's just speculation. But I'm not accusing the man of anything. But it just seems a bit, a bit suspicious. But you know. yeah, for sure, because that's a big topic within the conspiracy field, field conspiracy theory fields. That J.P. Morgan knew of the event. But uh, let's be honest, me myself, I'm not completely sure. Like you said, it's all speculation. My personal thoughts on the Federal Reserve situation is that it is perhaps the, lay, the leading of a reset 
a financial reset, especially because if you look back at the US, there was some financial situations back in 1906. So by to potentially the wealthiest men dying in the in the boat, it could perhaps lead to the Federals have created, it may have just been created regardless of if the men died or not. But again, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say, but I think the financial implications back then would have caused the Federal Reserve to be created regardless of the men dying. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I agree with what you're saying, that it was sort of a financial reset. I don't think necessarily the Titanic sinking was the reason it started. However, I feel like it was a nifty little operation to shift some people out of the picture. And For sure make it look like it wasn't an accident or anything like that. It's a good excuse to sort of just get rid of them and bury the evidence. Because if, if there's less opposition in the way, then it's easy to just start something. And that's basically the beast system that we have today it has been started from something such as the Titanics. It's just one building block, I think, of many that led us to be in this position today where we have the current conventional banking systems. Yeah, for sure. And through that, you have maritime law, which yeah. is something, yeah, maritime law. So for me, that could lead, that perhaps is the origin of the sinking of the Titanic, maritime law. I don't necessarily know too much about it, unless you do well and you can continue with that. But I think that being connected to the Titanic sinking, I think is very, very suspicious indeed. Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm not I'm not 100% clued up on what maritime... I, I know maritime law is essentially the law of the sea and law that governs the sea. So, yeah, I, I can see potentially what you're saying in terms of it could have been another building block to sort of reaffirm and keep creating this, this B system that we live in today where everything's ruled and governed. And it's like, it's, a, it's essentially a false flag to create more and more security over time. And at least to the systems we have today, it's, it's little things occurring that gives those in charge a reason and a, a scapegoat to be able to impose different laws upon people. And over time that builds up, it compounds and it means over time that laws and rules become more and more restricted. So yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I didn't even realise that those two were connected, but now you've said it, that does make total sense, to be honest. Yeah, thanks for that. And another theory that appears um, within the Titanic field is the fact that it wasn't actually the Titanic that sank, according to Robin Gardiner. It was its sister ship, the Olympic. Now, they say it's based on some insurance fraud, again, more speculation, but this was because initially the Olympic was already damaged back when it sailed from Southampton to New York again back in 1911. So because of some insurance fault, they, he believes that they, the Olympic was crushed for some reason. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it was necessarily insurance fraud. Like, I think to a degree it probably was. But I think the theory speculates that yeah, they had this this ship that was basically just on the on the brink of collapse, and they thought, what better way to get rid of it than to have it as if this magnificent sort of ship that's supposed to go off, and then it crashes, and it's 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 more plays a sympathy card. I feel like because 
if you have something that's already broke down and worn off. I don't think necessarily that they intended to go into an iceberg. However, I, I think, yeah, the theory stipulates that basically they had the Olymp Olympic, which had loads of crashes. I think it had a, a major crash, crash with the ship called the HMS Hawk. And there was a massive buyout for that that they had to ship off. And they lost a lot of time building the Titanic and a lot of parts because they had to repair a lot of the parts that they were planning to use for the Titanic for the Olympic. And it became more of a burden than it actually did any any use or it didn't actually serve the fleet anymore. So what they did was they basically flipped the two. <laughs> now, there is some pictures that prove this, which I will bring up on screen very shortly after this uh, final point. But essentially, yeah, the, the thought was that they wanted to get rid of it, so what they did is they sent it out and did flip the ships around so the Olympic became the Titanic and vice versa. And yeah, it, it was it was one of those things where people wouldn't basically realise which ship was which. And it was yeah, um it, so it, it just became a matter of the ship disappearing and when they struck the iceberg after that then people would be like, oh, well, like that's just unfortunate. It seems like a, a series of unfortunate events that you'd accidentally go into an iceberg instead of, oh, the sh ship's actually crumbling. It wouldn't make it past uh, a few more years of, of life. However, the, Olymp the Olympic, the Olympic, I say in inverted commas, supposedly went on for a career after that of about 30 years. I think it finally got decommissioned in 1935 after a long serving career. I actually served in the World War, the First World War, and then it was a, it was basically an ocean liner for a while, and then it retired in 1935, so it lived on for a lot longer, even though it sustained a lot of damage prior to, prior to the event. So I think that's why a lot of people seem to think that there's some suspicion going on between whether the the Titanic was actually the one that they said was the Olympic and vice versa. Also, the pictures, I actually found these on a Reddit post. I'm going to credit the person who posted them. It's, it's called Bryce Mack. Sorry if I'm absolutely butchering that name there. But he has some pictures. I will send you these. Hang on there. And I'll okay. pull them up. So the first picture is a picture of the RMS Olympic whilst it's under construction. And if you look at the top of the picture, so there's a white a white line with some railing and you can see the portholes at the top and if you notice the pattern it begins quite spread out and then the further you go to the right they become clustered and you have this small cluster of about five portholes all together and then there's another picture of the titanic under construction and on those pictures you can see that the portholes there are actually quite spread out and there's like a, a disparity between like there's, a, there's an equal length between the, the portholes and you don't have this cluster however if you look at the picture when the titanic was sent out on its maiden voyage if you look at the portholes at the top it actually looks like they are clustered to the right exactly like the olympic was and the olympic after had its portholes more spread out like the titanic did when it was under construction now obviously that seems a bit suspicious that why would they change the portholes mid mid construction and wouldn't that be pretty difficult? So I, I think I think that's the most concrete piece of evidence suggesting that the Titanic and the Olympic were switched. They did an old switcheroo. But yeah, it's quite interesting. So uh 
White Star Line, who owned the, the company, the, the Titanic and the Olympic, they actually got a huge buyout of about one million pounds, I think, at the time, which to, today's money is about 150 million. And that that payment right there actually put one of the, the insurance company, who was, I think it was Lloyd's, what were they called now? Lloyd's uh, Bank Company or something like that. I can't actually remember the, the specific name. It was oh, Lloyd's of London. That's who it was. So they put out, a, a, they had to give the White Star Line a buyout of one million. And today's money, that's 89 million. So almost 90 million, almost 100 million. And yeah, that put them out of business. So yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, for sure. And just given the connections between the Titanic and Olympic just goes back to Greek mythology with the Titans and the Olympians. I mean, it's quite symbolic, really, where the Titans fought the Olympians for 10 years in a war called Titan Recrimacy, I believe that's how you say it. And, of course, it led to the Titans losing to the Olympians and the Olympians are ruling the sky and the earth. And it's pretty interesting, it, like the Titans being imprisoned to Tartarus is perhaps, again, symbolic of the people that unfortunately passed away during the Titanic. Also, you mentioned how it was operated by, it was owned by White Star Line, who, of course, JP Morgan owns White Star Line too, which is pretty interesting in that regards. And the fact that, as well, if you go back to its initial construction, it was constructed by the shipbuilders Harland and Wolf. And esoterically, it's quite interesting because the wolf links to Sirius, which is known as the Dog Star. And of course, the, as I said before, the Titanic be known by the White Star. So yeah, I was literally it, just thinking that. That's weird. Yeah. So is it just the star Sirius running it, the, or running it all? I mean, it could possibly be. Potentially, yeah. It, it's weird how there was this connection sort of symbolically to like different events in, in mythology with the Olympians and the Titans. I think that's a very strange connection there. Like I, I, I said to you as well, we do actually plan on doing an episode on Nazi zombies because Nazi zombies seems to have a lot of information. It's a lot. It seems very esoterically deep and there's a lot of tie-ins to like the occult and stuff like that. But just on that note, so uh, one of the most recent Call of Duty games, and the zombies installment had the two of the first maps that came out on that on that game were Voyage of Despair, which was a, a map set on the Titanic, and then the second one was Nine, which was set in ancient Egypt and with the Olympians and stuff like that. So I think there is some sort of connection there. I think I think esoterically there is some meaning behind that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it is very strange how these myth, mythological stories all seem to have some sort of symbolic reference point to events that are happening today. Obviously, obviously, it's metaphorical. It's not clear. It's not like a, a clear example of what's happening today. It's not like a. Uh, it's, it's more of a. What's the word? Uh, not an. Uh, what's the word? Not a. I can't remember the word. Allegory. That's it. So it's more like an allegory of what is happening today rather than an actual like story. Like sort of, sort of like the Bible. Like how the Bible has all these references to different things, and if you break down the actual metaphorical meaning of it, it seems to play out a story that could be referenced today. And perhaps that's just how the code goes, and the code just repeats itself over and over again. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we know the saying that 
history repeats itself and you know it also shows with the mythical mythological collections that all of life is based of myth it seems it's pretty surreal because they try to program you in saying that mythology is not real and in a sense it is all allegorical but there's hidden truths within mythology and we've mentioned it right here in this episode about the titanic it's all connected at the end of the day yeah 100 there's also quite a lot of things around this like titanic story that are a bit suspicious as to like why why did it occur like that so i don't know if you realize or if, if you know the first class was only 30 percent full so a lot of people yeah. dropped out prior to the titanic department which is suspicious in itself because obviously the, the lower classes were at almost max capacity i think i think third class was at max capacity and then the other two so maybe second class was at about 60 70 percent and then first class was at 30 percent and pre prior to its its departure from southampton a lot of people dropped out which is a bit suspicious it seems like something's going on there someone's just giving them a little hint it's, it's like the 9 11 story and you always hear of of celebrities and stuff, I was like, "Oh, I was supposed to be on the flight to nine eleven. One day, I, I was start. I was slept in. I accidentally slept in too long. My alarm didn't go off, and then I missed. I missed my flight, and then it happened to be nine eleven, and now I'm alive still. But it's like it's like that. But for a hundred years ago, the hundred year ago Titanic, which is, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of strange, and also the fact that there was nowhere near enough lifeboats." to yeah. help with people or anything like that. There's, no, there's nothing they could do to, to save the people that died and met a bit of the end, which, which seemingly plays into the hand of the Olympic theory where I, I assume that had less lifeboats and that's why they didn't have the capacity to deal with anything like that. Also, I don't know if you know, so in, in the film, obviously, they depict it. So the, the captain of the ship was actually really virtuous and he, he stood by the ship and he, he went down with the ship. That's actually not true. So the captain actually uh, got off the ship and he, he lived. So yeah. well, that's the, how the, the, the captain of, of the RMS Titanic. Yeah. He, he got off the ship safely in real life. I mean, not in the James Cameron film, obviously. Yeah. For those of you that have seen it, it's a it's a pretty good film. It's a pretty good film. I like the yeah, film. Actually, I don't, I don't yeah, think it's, it's very harmful or anything like that. It's it's not it's not great. It's not a masterful film, but it's it's watchable. It's definitely watchable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way that Cameron used Leo DiCaprio as um, what's his name? Jack. Jack, yes, and Kate Winslet as Rose is is very interesting. You know make it seem romantic and all of that jack being in third third class and rose being in first class the movie there is to represent the the class boundaries that existed within that society at the time in the early 20th century and it's very blue-pilled as well no offense to the i mean to be fair dicaprio probably could pull that off in real life but yeah, I, th- I think for the most part, it sells people a dream. Like, if you're a third class, you're only spending what? How much did they spend? Let's see. So, if you were in third class, you spent. Yeah. To be fair, that's still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money in today's money. So, yeah. Jack would have spent seven pounds to get on the boat. Relatively to today's money, that's about eight hundred and fifty-two pounds, which is actually still like relatively a decent amount of money like if you're going to a beyonce concert or a 
a, a Drake concert or something like that, you could probably expect to pay about that much price just for like a, a standing ticket. So it is, it is a substantial amount of money. And then for first class, however, it was £105,883. So there's quite a there's quite a class disparity there. So I don't know how true that if that sort of scenario would actually happen in real life. I doubt it because obviously like Kate Winslow so like it. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being pessimistic here. But I think there's quite a, a bit of a class disparity. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't know if his looks can save that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah true. Very, very true. There's another detail as well I'd like to cover. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. So, in 1898, there was a novel written by a gentleman called Morgan Robertson called okay. Futility. Called Futility. Yes. And it detailed an unsinkable ship sinking and the ship in the book was named the titan which links in again with the titans and the olympians like we've said about mythology i'm not sure if he's tying into mythology there and in the story in the book the book crashes into an iceberg now is this a really, really old example of predictive programming or is it just because it's in the code and perhaps the machine elves have contacted Morgan Robertson and said to him, look, we need you to write a book about the Titan. It's going to crash in a few years and we're working to get the message out there. See, this just it just plays into that idea of like predictive programming and, you know, when, when writers and uh, directors and stuff like that are inspired to make work and it also seems to reflect what's going to happen in the future. It's like we were saying about the AI and stuff like that, but perhaps people are coming to be visited by these machine elves, these AI or whatever these beings are. Like you remember, I said about the guy who invented the, the computer, not the computer, but it was something similar along those lines. Yes. And he said he was being visited by machine elves, and they were telling him to build it. So it's what I'm saying is, it's like they seemingly get this inspiration from somewhere elsewhere, but it's either that or they know what's going to happen, which I, I think. I'm starting to believe that the the former is more true. That because as a as a creative myself and someone who has ideas and has written things and has like made sketches on my YouTube channel, it's one of those things where I think ideas just come to you rather than I'm not like seeking out knowledge or anything like that. But it seems like the information comes from somewhere that is not of this earth and it's not of this realm necessarily. Like gets sent down. So it's like Adam Adam was saying. I think he was saying along the same lines where he says to have a code just spring to his head. And I think that's that's very true. And I think there is some some truth to that. So yeah, on the on the note of the the Titan, the book that um Margaret Robin Morgan Robertson wrote, it's almost it's very uncanny that it's so similar. Also also in the story as well, the reason that a lot of people died was because of the lack of lifeboats. So yeah. Also wow. I think it's also a fallacy that um, the Titanic was named the unsinkable ship. I think it was called unsinkable after it had already departed. Yeah, that's what seems to be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're thinking, oh, like, it'll be fine. It won't sink, and then it sunk, obviously. But yeah, so. 
Yeah, that is crazy. So predictive programming in the early 20th century. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not really predictive programming. It's more, like you said, ideas spring into mind and the ideas get manifested into reality by the supernatural. I think that's how it works, really. So, you know, many people say, like I said before earlier, that the Titanic didn't sink or whatever. All these, what do you call it, speculation is, is very, it doesn't lead to anything at the end of the day. You know, it's all theories because, you know, to do research on a, a boat event that happened 111 years ago, unless you were there, it's very hard to detail any theories that suggest another option based or another option that is different to the narrative that is given to us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, it's kind of contentious whether it did actually hit an iceberg. I mean, we're only taking the word for it. And back yeah. then, obviously, it didn't have the technology to assess whether it was actually hit by an iceberg. I'm not saying it wasn't. Obviously, it did crash. But I think if if we were to entertain the idea that the two boats were switched and one was the Olympic and one was the Titanic, then it would make more sense that it'd be obvious to, like, looking at it, obviously, it's still crashing the Atlantic now. You can't retrieve it. It's still there. So it looks like it has sunk for a reason. But you don't know whether it just sunk because it sunk and it because it was damaged previously. Like the Olympic, Olympic was like it's very difficult to actually ascertain whether it did hit an iceberg because we can't prove that. I mean, back back in the day, obviously there was no cameras. Well, there was cameras, but they weren't functioning the same way that they are today. And I doubt people were taking pictures. I'm not sure. There might there might potentially be pictures from the event, um, but I doubt it because I think if you, if you're taking a picture, you'd have lost your camera anyway. Yeah, sure. fucked by the water. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're only taking the word for it, really. It's, it's, it's not like a... Yeah, you can't exactly 100% say that it did crash into an iceberg. And I think if it didn't crash into an iceberg, that, that would play more into the idea of it being switched and it actually be the Olympic. Yeah. That, that, that's probably... Out of all the theories that have been presented opposing the narrative the switch theory makes some little some sense but at the end of the day we don't know you know Cardina has written like I think many books about uh, the titanic researching it since he was a kid so he has his he has his opinions uh, I, I think that the titanic overall i think it did sink i think overall it represents a, a reset financially I think it was a reset of the, from the old world to the new world, like the Phoenix event and other stuff, you know, because I think there's, you know, you got the four elements, earth, water, fire and air. The Titanic was a water-based event where people drowned. The upcoming Phoenix event that could potentially happen, according to archaics in 2014, could be based off the sun. So that's fire. And then, yeah. That's my opinions. Perhaps the Titanic event was just another representation of the biblical great flood that happened millennia ago. Like the young Adrias. Yes. The young Adrias that happened. And archaeology refuses 
to acknowledge <laughs> that the Titanic didn't actually happen. Sort of off topic. That was a great point, by the way. That, that was an absolutely fantastic point. And sort of off topic, but Joe Rogan has organized an event so that Graham Hancock and an actual archaeologist are going to argue live on the podcast, which is going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. When is that? I'm not sure. I bet it'll be in the next few weeks. Ah, okay. I just know it's happening at some point soon, and I think it'll be really exciting to watch. Yeah, definitely. Was there anything else that the gardener gentleman said about any other theories? Anything else? Or was it just, was he a strong advocate of the fact that the, sh the ships were potentially swapped? Uh, I'm going to look further. Um, what else did he say? He further hypothesizes that the ship that was hit by the Titanic was the one seen by the Californian firing distress rockets. Which is pretty interesting because at that time was space did, did they create rockets then i'm not sure i mean obviously 30 years later we have the bombings in world war ii in japan so maybe but again i don't know where he got that from in my opinion possibly well we do say that military technology is 200 years ahead of anything that we've got access to today oh yeah sure that is but For yeah sure. i find it weird it's, i i find it weird this is kind kind of off topic but on the note of like new nuclear weapons uh, the n-word the n-word uh, we cannot say the n-word there are two n-words we can say <laughs> and one of them we should definitely not say and that is nuclear right. okay we should not say that word but sleepy Joe Biden has been saying it a lot. Um, but the nuclear word, it's kind of strange that we forget that one was actually used in Hiroshima about 89 years ago in World War II. I just think that's kind of eerie. We're still living with this threat today, but back then it must have been absolutely terrifying for people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to think that that was still a thing back then. And yeah. The threat of it is looming today, and it's kind of like we've not we've not actually pushed the button and sent them off anywhere. We're just kind of like putting it on. Oh, shall we do it? Shall we do it? It's kind of like we're just playing chicken with ourselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. Whether we should whether we should end the world or not is a bit of a weird thing. Yeah, it um, is indeed. So the worst there were some things in in code that we found surrounding the Titanic event. It's for me personally, it's linked to me. So the Titanic obviously happened on the 15th of April. And that is my, that's my dad's birthday. And if you look at the time gap between the Titanic occurring and my dad's birthday, which is the 15th of April, 1949, there is a total of, how long did we say, let's have a look. So the total between those two dates is 13514, so 13,514 days. So if you look at the digits of pi, the digits of pi are very similar. It's actually an anagram of pi, so it would be 3.1415, which is kind of crazy. Also, it's a span of 444 months, exactly, which is 
kind of area again you have far 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 uh, i'd love to do some more research into like what the significance of that is also between my birthday my birth date and the, the titanic incident is, is 31,427, so you have the 3.14 the pi there as well. So Very interesting. Do you know exactly what that means yet, or not exactly? I'm, I'm not 100% I'm not 100% sure. I just always see the links to pi, and pi does seem to play such a significant role in in reality. Like like I sent you that um, that video of the the uh, monoliths in France, the megaliths in France. On that yeah. island, they've drawn the the designs into the, into the granite, which were representative of pi. A lot of them were the equations of pi. It's like why why is pi so significant? Why is it so? It's so um. I don't know. It's it's almost taken as this godly figure throughout history, and I think there is some some truth and some honesty to that somewhere but i'm not sure yeah. what exactly yeah it is interesting because you know that documentary i sent uh, i'm gonna spoil it a little bit but through the research uh, it is claimed that the, the presenters of the show they, they believe that the egypt created pi or used pi to measure the pyramids of giza and all the other pyramids and megaliths that they built so they they believe that they discovered it before Archimedes, right? Who studied in Egypt because that's where all these Greek scholars studied. And of course, he obviously went to Egypt in November, which is very interesting. Also, with Pi in numerology, it represents the what the Christians call the devil, Satan. If you look at numerology, you reach exactly to the numbers. Three, one, four, one, five, which each number assigning to the letters that represent Satan. And of course, with Satan, what's interesting is that allegorically, you know, it's equivalent to the Greek god Kronos, who is one of the Titans, and it goes back to the Titans and the Titanic again. So, like, it's just, it's just very, very crazy. And of course, biblically in the Bible, it even says itself that Satan is god of this world. So. You know, whatever destroyed the Titanic is is, is is the supernatural, whether it's Satan or Kronos, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely not man or JP Morgan, as some conspiracy theorists call it. So that's my thoughts on it. And yeah. On the Satan Pi connections. Well, yeah, see, it's what I, I said earlier as well about like the allegories. So, like, these mythological stories seem to link somehow allegorically and symbolically to events that happen today. And I, I, yeah, it, the code just seems to pop up so frequently. And I'm just seeing a lot of pie recently. And yeah, um, there's all uh, this is kind of unrelated, but it's a uh, 3.14. I had the I had the lyric in my head, so there's a lyric that Kendrick Lamar says in one of his songs. It, it, it's a song that he released prior to to Pimp a Butterfly, which came out like a, in 2015. But he actually said that March 14th was a special day to him, and obviously that's Pi Day. And one of the lyrics in the songs is uh, Pi equals 314. The devil's pie is big enough to justify the whole thing. And 
I think I, I, it seems like a lot of people are talking about Saturn, as, as you say, like Sid, Saturn, and obviously we like the Titans and fighting the Titans and the Titanic being destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot of allegorical meaning behind that, I think. I think there's a lot of symbology behind that. And yeah, I think it's just, it's just kind of really fascinating that these celebrities as well seem to know a lot about what is going on. But I don't, I don't see the thing is more and more I'm starting to think that that's a trap in a way. And I'm not 100% sure what the trap is and if it, if it is escapable or if it, it, it is part of the reality that we're living. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just to go back to the author of Robin Gardner, he, he, he believes that the Titanic didn't strike an iceberg, but an IMM rescue ship that was drifting on station with its lights on. He bases this idea that the iceberg was seen as a short distance by the lookout on the Titanic because it was actually a darkened ship. And he also does not believe that an iceberg could inflict such damage to a steel vessel such as the Titanic. So, <laughs> Jet fuel to some melt steel beams. Yeah, I mean... That's the exact same thing. That is the 9-11 of yeah. 1912. Yeah. The question is, why would a ship crash into another ship, in my opinion? I'm not sure. I think. I think. Yeah. I don't really know what he's basing that off. That's a bit difficult to, because surely if that was the case, when was this book written? Um, I think it was ninety-eight. I think actually, yeah. Titanic, the ship that never sank. Yes. And we've only recently just discovered the fact that the remains are still under there. I mean, to be fair, if you had a look around, you might be able to find some wreckage to the side of that and i think that'd add more gravity to that sort of theory that it actually went into another ship i think it'd be more plausible that it just collapsed yeah it just sunk for the fact that it sank i don't i don't know if it necessarily had to hit an iceberg i think my my theory my theory this is just a theory guys don't ban me for this but it's more that the iceberg idea was implanted as a way to make it seem like it was sort of in a, disa- a disaster that was kind of out of their control rather than it just sinking because of the fact that it was partially destroyed anyway. Yeah. Because it was actually a different ship that had already sustained a lot of damage, damage previously. Yeah. So because if you look at how big the Titanic is, if it did crush an iceberg, which is the official narrative, the iceberg would have to be incredibly huge to sink that ship, in my opinion. Mm, exactly. And I, yeah, and like, where the fuck is? Why? Why are all these like conspiracy videos as well? Always like iceberg videos. It's like the iceberg goes deep. Is that is that something that's been implanted? Because the Titanic was one of the first conspiracies, possibly. Maybe. Obviously, I understand that the idea of an iceberg is that it has a lot on the top and a lot of them at the bottom, so it goes deeper and deeper as the iceberg, but. And there's a lot on, more under the surface that you don't realise, but at the same time, I kind of feel like that might be a, a sort of subtle reference to the fact that that was one of the first conspiracies. It's like the Avengers. It's like Titanic, the first conspiracy. And then yeah. you have 9-11, which is another Avenger. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? So you have like Captain America, the first Avenger. 
you have the Titanic, the first conspiracy. <laughs> that makes sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Funnily enough, you said Captain America's. That was obviously where the Titanic was heading. Yeah, to New York. Yeah. Like, uh, that- you know, with the... F- go on. No, no, it's fine. You go. You had a point. Yeah, I was going to go back to your your connections with the 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 pie in the four hundred and forty four, but most strictly on the four hundred and forty four because in in English Sumerian the, the 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 another name for the devil in Christianity Lucifer is that, and what's particularly interesting is that uh, obviously the Titanic was looked to set sail to New York, and they obviously have the Statue of Liberty, which. Many people I've seen with their research on Twitter suggest that the Statue of Liberty is indeed elusive. Mm. Yeah, that is a good point. That is a good point. And it, it sort of ties into like the Phoenix event that you were talking about earlier because New York was essentially like the first one of the first bases of the United States. And if the Phoenix events occur, it sort of stems from the creation of the United States, and that's where it'd be heading is New York. Yeah, and I think what makes sense with the connection to your father is that obviously he was New York, and you currently reside in Yorkshire. Maybe that could be what it is. It could possibly be that. I don't know if if uh, this is you know true or not, but it's just more speculation for me. Possibly, possibly. I think I'd have to do more research into it. But yeah, what you said about 444 equaling Satan in, say, English Sumerian. Yeah, English Sumerian. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. That's a, it's, a, it's a weird connection. It's a weird connection to make. Obviously, there's a lot of numbers that go around. There's so many numbers. But I, I just feel like that number was so specific, especially with the pi number. It's always so, so, uh, so specific that it kind of makes you feel a bit eerie and a bit a bit i don't know weird it's like how could it be that precise yeah it's like what what is the mathematical probability of that being the case to the day you know yeah and also with the titanic i mean you have it being registered in liverpool of course before andy was constructed in belfast but the point I'm making is that he was registered in August, no, not August, he was registered in Liverpool. And of course, on the same day, but 78 years, you know, 77 years later, in 1989, you obviously have the Hillsborough disaster. Now, I don't necessarily know the connections between that, there probably isn't, I mean, because it just so happens that it's on the same day and of course, the Titanic being registered in Liverpool, for me, that was quite interesting, but I don't know if there's real significance to that connection, especially the time frame being 77 years. In the two events, yeah. It happened on the 15th. It did, didn't it? Yeah, the 15th yeah, of April. Happened on the same date. There was some time to 9 11 as well. I can't remember. I remember reading the thread a few few years ago or last year or something like that we were talking about Hillsborough and how it tied into 9-11 but the only reason I say that is because obviously I was talking about 9-11 previously oh yeah, like, obviously. Uh, yeah 
events that seem to change the course of uh, the world. And obviously the Titanic was, yeah, it, it was basically, and not announced, but it was sort of, it was displayed first in 1911, which is like 9-11. Mm. Um, so there's that connection there. Yeah, possibly. And just the fact that Hillsborough itself is in Yorkshire and, you know, the Titanic heading to New York, I mean, it's just small pieces, but I don't really have an overall conclusion or theory based on why these two events recollect or occurred on the same day. It's just only the supernatural can tell me why that happened. Yeah, I think we'll have to do some more research on two the 15th of April and the significance of that day because it seems to pop up a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bit strange. Like, mm. Yeah, like I do genuinely think right. like these disasters perhaps, um, I don't think they're rigged necessarily. I think to a degree they're rigged for human purposes, but I think they're already pre-scripted. Yeah. Like you know, even in the in, in the tarot, right? The fifteenth card is the devil, and as we go back to Satan and Lucifer and Kronos, I mean, it's 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 just crazy. I don't know what to to make of it. You know, something about that day in particular. Yeah, and then it, it occurs in the in the star sign of Aries as well, which is the go with the horns which is seemingly baphomet oh uh, yeah the ram with horns the ram mm. with the horns yeah no so it's interesting it's interesting i do think a lot of these things are pre predestined to some to some degree and it, yeah i think i think like the code and stuff just goes to show the fact that there's there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than, than man can actually predict and actually Obviously, I don't think people are scripted Hillsborough. I, th I think that just happened. Well, I think it, to a degree, it might have happened due to man, but I think the the puppet strings have been pulled by something governing this this realm beyond our reality and beyond our existence. Yeah, I agree with that Damn. because there's no way human beings are, are, are planning that. Impossible. Impossible. And it's also disrespectful as well to the people that lost their lives to even suggest that this was all planned by some 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 guy. No chance. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so, I, don't, I don't think I've got anything more, more to add of you. No, not really. I think it's been a very no. good episode. I think people should obviously make their own minds as to what happened at the Titanic. Obviously, we've talked about some kind of superficial conspiracies and then more about the deep esoteric sort of like meaning behind it and things like that. But yeah, um, me and Ngombe are going to chill out. Ngombe's waiting for his food. He's been waiting for a few hours now, aren't you, in the restaurant? Yes. Terrible service. I haven't seen a, sing seen a single way. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Neither have <laughs> I, though, to be honest. I've got yeah. my wine, but like... Other than that, I will. I will. Yeah, it's been nearly, yeah, it's been nearly 48 minutes, you know. I don't yeah. know what's going on with the service, so 
Yeah, I just have to wait. Yes, to that is terrible. That is honestly terrible. I think everyone's just left the ship. I don't know. They said something about it might crash into an iceberg, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to this episode. It's important to do your own research if you're interested in the Titanic and, you know, take what we say as face value. You don't need to believe everything that's said. You, you can agree, you can disagree, no problem. At the end of the day, you got to make the truth your own. And whatever happened to the, to the Titanic will always remain a mystery. So once again, guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys another time. Peace. This is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment, because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13. That is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.